0: Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. My name is Michelle Joy, and I am your host. And as always, I'm excited to bring on guests to this show to help inspire you to see how the law of attraction has made dramatic changes in their life and has made life quite magical and today's guest she's got some amazing stories i am sure her name is Rakshana Triam and she is a former refugee and immigrant from Mozambique and she immigrated to the US in the 1990s she is the author of Living from Strength of Faith a rough hike from refugee to success and she is currently the CEO of a women's lifestyle coaching And most recently, which is awesome, I hope you share this part of your journey on this podcast, Rakshana. but is the schools you're building in Mozambique, you're kind of giving back to your hometown. I love that. So thank you for being here. I'm excited to hear what you have to share with us.
1: Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me here. It's an honor to be in your circle
0: and uh, to be around you know that energy. I am just so happy to be here. So thank you for having me. Oh, I love it. And you know, there's so much more about you that I didn't even mention in the intro, but there's just too much to share. So hopefully that will come up in this interview because, again, you were doing speaking and you've had miraculous things happen. You've told me about through the law of attraction and you're just living the dream. I love it. I love it. <laughs> So the one question I ask everybody is how did you come into the law of attraction and how has it changed your life?
1: I, I came into the law of attraction when my mother gave me the first book called the secret. And um, after I read that book, I went on to find out more and uh, finding out more, you know, the personal development just opened the doors to more. And then I read the book about Louise Hay. And at that time, that is when I was struggling with obesity. I was about 80 pounds overweight. I was f- f- struggling with trauma from my past. So, understanding all those authors and speakers and studying them, and that's how I came on about to connect myself with the law of attraction and my journey to personal development and dreaming and connecting myself to that, you know, trusting the process, connecting my heart to what I feel that um, is what I desire, this beautiful world and the connection to, you know, how our energies are. So that's has been my beautiful journey.
0: Well, and you it sounds like you came from a pretty traumatic past. I mean, I don't I don't know exactly all about your past. I haven't read your book, which I'm excited to get that book. But tell me more about kind of the thing that really shifted you and made you say, I've got to change this.
1: Th- that's a great question, uh, Michelle. So one of the things I realized in my life is I was making, I was making choices of uh, attracting a wrong relationship. So I was married and I have three beautiful children and I got a divorce. I got married again for the second time and I got a divorce. And I went into this rampage of dating. And what I realized is, you know, I was running away from my pain. I wanted someone to fix me. I wanted someone to make all that pain go away. And the trauma was living in the refugee camp, understanding that, you know, the food, surviving for food, realizing I was the oldest one of five children, if I didn't make it into the beginning of the line to get food for my family, you know, I would have trouble to feed my family because I was the responsible one. So, you know, there was a lot of traumatic uh, from that, you know, about survival. And also, because I was the oldest one, I, you know, I overcame, you know, sex abuse, and also trying to heal that, making that pain go away. And then through that, you know, taking the steps of um, healing myself, and then also having that inner peace and understanding that your past is our gift and uh, doing all the work. And that's how my journey kind of started.
0: And so when you're in that refugee camp, what was in you that was saying, I can do more than this? I mean, was there a part of you that said, this is all that I have in my life? Or there's obviously something in you that called to you to say there's more to life. Absolutely. And one of the things when I I
1: remember living in the refugee camp is I would I would dream and think about what would it be like not to wait in line for food. What would it be like to have all the things that you you want to live, not fighting for food or fighting for survival. What would it be like not to live in the tent? Because we lived in this tent for five years. What would it be like to have a bed? I mean, those are the things I saw in the magazine. So I saw pictures, but I didn't know those were possible. You know, I always envisioned what it like to have, you know, inner peace, to having a connection. And those were all just dreams. And, you know, when I would share those with my friends at that time, I would think, as they would they call them fantasies you know that's not even true that's not fantasies and then would go watch movies uh, at friends house who were you know more fortunate than us and I says is that even actually true does that really happen is it is it possible for me to have that, to be on a table and have all these vegetables and fruit, Is, to have this beautiful home, not sleeping in the tent when it rains, not waiting in an hour and a half in lines for food, not knowing if you're going to make it? I didn't even know what else existed other than what we saw in magazines and what we saw in movies. I thought that that didn't even
0: exist, but I thought about what would what would that be like for me to have that? And that's the start of the seed that you planted. And that's what I love about law of attraction is you plant that seed. And many people, they say, there's no reality. There's nothing in my world that's showing me this is exist. But I saw one image and that planted a seed in your mind and it made you believe that there's a life beyond where you were at. So this is, this is really amazing that your story. How did you go from the refugee camp to America? What, what was the next step?
1: So our family came here as an asylum we applied for come to an asylum we applied for other countries we couldn't come but I remember um you know coming to United States when I was 15 and a half or so um so we came to United States and we lived we had um arrived in San Diego and that's where we settled in so that was my journey uh coming to United States we came on 4th of July where you know coming also realizing that 4th of July was a holiday and at uh, in the evening at 10 I believe at 10 o'clock the fire uh, the fireworks started going off and I thought it was bombs because I had that trauma from the war you know from running away from the war but and then I thought I was dreaming it, even until today I feel like I'm dreaming because I went back and I nothing has changed everything is still the same you know I went to the camps last year and nothing has changed so I still feel I'm living my life as I had envisioned, you know, when I was younger. Yeah.
0: And what a complete difference you are living there from here and that probably gives you more gratitude, I would think, for being where you are right now. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. I mean, you know, to be able I I got a, an opportunity to go back to the camp last year, which the camp we lived in was in Zambia. And uh, and it was it, it was And I I waited. I mean, now in my 40s, I waited in line for an hour and a half. And I said, I can't believe I'm, I'm in the United States now. I don't have to wait for food. I don't have to wait for hours. And it was about 104 degrees hot outside. Like literally, if you put a plastic outside, it would melt. It's so hot. And I was waiting there in line. I'm thinking, I lived Through this, this was part of the daily chore and responsibility. So for me, I have so much gratitude, and you know, with food, with everything around me, with the air, and we live in a state of Oregon where everything is clean and fresh, and everything is recycled. And yeah, I'm very,
0: I have very, very grateful. And when did you read the book, The Secret? When did your mom introduce you to that? The Secret. I read that
1: book in two thousand and ten. 2010. Yes.
0: And when you read it, did you reflect back on like, wow, maybe what you were doing back then was the process of law of attraction and manifesting a better life through your mindset? Did you connect that at all? After I read the book, I, I understood what the law of
1: attraction is. And, um, I also was telling my husband, my third husband, I've been with him for eight years. I was sharing with him. I had this vision, little signet visions of marrying a very tall man and stepping up and, um, and, none of my previous husbands were very tall, they're all short. And and it's the vision of him now. And now I understand after reading the book and also doing so much work with with that meditation, connecting with, especially with my work as well. Everything I do is happening for me as a gift every single day. So I go back and realize all those snippets of memories that I had in vision has come true. And it's scary to know, you know, it was about what? 30 years ago it happened, or 25 years ago, and yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. And when you uh, moved to America and you went through, you were married here in America, right? Because you're 15. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) Um, As far as moving forward now, being in Oregon, how did you end up in Oregon? So I got I got when I was in San Diego I ran away from home because I was being sexually
1: abused at home and you know I went to go get married I made that choice to get married to have kids so you know when I decided to run away and have kids you know I was still a kid myself and I made those decisions in hopes that I would have inner peace I would, you know I could have someone love me but what I realized it was what I was searching is for inner peace and and away from home and to have that self-love and then what happened is I got married I had three children and then I started doing my personal work you know I started doing all that work and then that led into divorce and then after I got divorced I moved to Oregon because I heard that Oregon is a great place to raise your kids so I brought all my three kids here and I wanted to buy a house. So I bought a house here in Oregon and then raised all my three kids here in Oregon, and now they're all grown. So it has been an incredible journey. That's how I ended up in
0: Oregon. Yeah, it sounds like it. And tell me more about the schools that you're building.
1: So one of the things I'm doing is giving back to the country that I came from, uh, giving hopes in education in Africa is really, that's all they have mostly is the education. So I'm going back and building the school. So the first project is, there used to be a school there, but it's just remnants of the building. So we're just going to go from ground up and make this building really nice. And that way the kids can go there and have a formal education so, and that's our first project, but we have also bigger goals to build three different schools in all the three countries that I lived in part of being in the refugee as well. And did you manifest this vision? You know, I actually did. I said, I, I actually was writing, um, I was writing a book in 2016. And I remember one of my recordings on my phone, I said, wouldn't it be nice? And that's all I said, wouldn't it be nice to actually give back? I didn't know how all that's going to work out. And then when last year, at the end of the year, I, you know, I said, you know, let me just see what's out there. So I reached out to a couple uh, leaders, a partnership and businesswomen that I have been networking with. And everybody just came in and poured their love and and energy. like, I want to go with you. I want to go with you. And the next thing is history. And we're taking our first group next year. So Yes, so I did manifest that because I asked that question. Wouldn't it be nice to give back? And then the universe gave us more than you know what I could actually handle. It's way bigger than myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go back. I'm really curious to see. I, my favorite thing about this podcast is to hear where people – really come into the law of attraction, their lives change, and what, what it looked like at that time. Because I think a lot of people who listen in, maybe new to law of attraction or are trying to figure out why it's such a big deal. But one thing I have noticed in every person I've interviewed is how much their life changed once they came into this way of living. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, when you read The Secret, what were you doing for work at the time? And, and what were you doing that really, and plus, you said Louise Hay and the personal development all ties in together for sure. Yes. But what, what was, what were you doing at the time and then what shifted?
1: So when I was, you know, when I first read The Secret, one of the things I was doing is I was working two jobs and I was going to school and I hated my life. I didn't like where my life was. And but then also that actually led into the self, uh, the affirmation for me to practice that I am worthy. I am loved. And that's a big Louis K. stuff. That's Yes. And and then I started practicing that. And then that led into the new things that I deserve wonderful things. I started writing, you know, in my journal, I have all these journals from the early years and I go back. Back and I started writing and all these where some of them were dreams and some of them already has happened and some of them are already happening. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I I really believe in the law of attraction, especially writing it down. The power of writing—it's like you're in, engraving, you're pa- paving the way for life. It's such a gift. Like we have energetically, I say this because I'm living it. Okay, mm-hmm. with the law of attraction. I meditate and I I feel I listen to my heart. I said, is this true or is this a fear? And my heart will tell me, this is a fear. And where is this fear coming from? Why does this fear exist? And having peace with that fear, I said, okay, that fear is just there to protect you. But you know you are worthy to continue doing what you're here to do because we're just here for a limited time and do much as we can to help others. But we're helping ourselves through growing as well. So, and with the law of attraction has also helped me a lot in my business, you know, and I've had all these amazing, you know, like the, the project of building the school. I've had this, you know, this idea, I didn't know how it was all going to turn out, but when I said, I'm going to do that. And then the people came into my life, Mm -hmm. Michelle, it was so scary to see. Oh my God. I'm like, I, so what it did is just force me to speed up. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, I had people inviting themselves to go with me.
0: And you were even organizing. Like, I better figure this out.
1: (laughs) So it made me speed up the Mm. process. It made me go ahead and start rushing this nonprofit. I had no idea how to start the nonprofit, so I had to do the research and I had to have people help me. I had hire lawyers, and the next thing is, you know, people started offering money, writing checks, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't ready for that. I said, okay, (laughs) then you, okay, and it's like, okay, we ask and it is given, but I. I, and then it's like, are you ready to receive? And it's bigger than you had in, envisioned it. So right now, the whole process right now is uh, surrendering and taking baby steps allowing to learn and give myself permission to, to kind of also pause and just sitting still. And I've been doing
0: that because I've,
1: I feel like everything is going faster than I can even, you know, pause. Mm-hmm. And
0: what happens when it goes so fast, we tend to self-sabotage. I know I've done that when it went like I got bigger than me because I believe when we're given something that needs to manifest, it feels bigger than us. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah, when the nonprofit, when, um, when I was asking for
1: a lawyer and I didn't have the money to h- hire a lawyer, and then the lawyer said. I'll do it for free, wow. so then I had no excuse right. <laughs> so I, I find myself saying the same thing about you know self sabotage and then I was like, well I don't have uh, I don't have the money to buy all the products and then someone came along and was like, well, I'll give you two hundred dollars how much do you need to put the you know put the foundation together over there so then I had no excuse to was mm. like, oh I guess I can't still still so it's really. It's really, you know, everything starts happening, but I can see myself getting uncomfortable, uncomfortable and confident, stepping out. I said, Oh, I just need a break. And I can see that also with my business because now I do coaching. You know, my coaching has increased, you know, it has increased with calls and people wanting more help because now I'm doing the nonprofit. So because I'm so comfortable with the amount of money coming in mm-hmm. and And uh, with the amount of clients, so what's happening with me is like, oh, I just need just two clients I guess that's enough and I'm like why you have the time what are you doing so I find myself as, but you have the time what are you doing the rest of the day you're getting more clients why are you saying no all this time you're asking for more money you want to take your kids to a vacation now you have all this money like I find myself doing the same thing and saying no to clients because I'm self-sabotaging but it's like yes. but that's not the dream that
0: you said you want to take your kids on a nice vacation you <laughs> know So we ask for something the universe provides and then we go, oh, whoa, whoa, that's just too much. Never mind. Oh, trust me. I think many of us do this. And so what you said was key, though, you need to just surrender to it, right? Yeah. And just slow down. But just to really just, I think it's that being part of being comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, and also I've noticed also I've
1: I've noticed a couple of people that I spend time with who are overachievers and they just keep going. They get into this momentum, and they said I asked them. I said don't you self, self-sabotage? And they said that, you know, sometimes you just have to get that momentum and just keep going, just keep yeah. going. But
0: that's hard to do. It takes a little mind work there to get Yeah. Going. It's like Tony Robbins said, it takes massive action. And that's true. I noticed when I'm in massive action, I I tend to push through it. But then there is a point where I tip over and I freak out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of us do. Yes, yes. Yeah. So this is so great, Rakshana. And as far as... Um, You're doing the coaching and now you're doing speaking as well. Tell us more about that because you've been manifesting speaking gigs as well. Yes, I have. Yes. um. So one of the things
1: I, I've been helping other women is feature their stories on stage. So for the first time, it's called the First Time Speakers Catalyst. So for all the women who always wanted to speak or who wrote a book and they want to speak for the first time. So I give them the confidence. I borrow my confidence before they can have their own confidence mm-hmm. <laughs> and then help them uh, with the tools to speak on stage because I have my own platform. And also that has led into more applications opportunities for me to speak uh, in different platforms and share my message where last year was more about uh, speaking for free, but this year has actually, as we're closing off the year, we have a couple, next year, we have a couple speaking events. Um, which are paid, which also talking about self-sabotaging, I found myself lowering my prices to, you know, to speak. So I've been also been taking on more speaking gigs where I'm helping more uh, businesses, more women to, you know, share their message on stage and help them elevate their message in a in a bigger way.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And one last thing I really want you to share. You you came to my group where we did vision circles and you said that everything that you did in that vision circle came true, isn't that right? Oh my gosh.
1: Yes. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> that. I love that. Of course it makes
0: me sound good. I, I, love, I love the power of the universe. This is beyond me, guys. This is just really sharing with the everyone that how powerful these the law of attraction is. So if you can share this would be great absolutely
1: you guys have to go check out Michelle's uh, group it's amazing so when I went in there I was so fearful because I had the trip scheduled out to go to Africa and I had sk- six weeks I was going to be in Africa but I did not have the money to pay I already had the ticket but I didn't have the money to pay for extra stuff like transportation or the visa and I had a few clients who was closing but I wasn't getting any more clients at the end of the year because I was taking my break for vacation so I I wasn't gonna since I was going to Africa I wasn't gonna be able to take any more clients for the end of the year so when we did this visualization I surrender and it was beautiful because all the group saw in their visualization is um, was the right people who already had connected to the resources was already there all they saw was all the resources I had. They saw these resources in next to me. And what it said was, you don't have to go far away to get that money. Mm-hmm. You already have that money. And you just need to ask. And that was a big aha moment because I think I feel like with women, we are scared to ask. Mm-hmm. And but once we ask, it is given. Because when I left that circle and I went to reach out to a couple of people that I knew. They all like some of uh I had some clients who had not paid me. I had a couple of people who um offered to pay me for the uh for the foundation that they were gonna write a check, and all I had to do is ask and then they delivered, and I was able to get that extra income to do the expenses when I went there, so it's all true everything all the group saw was everything I had was already there, I just needed to ask, and that was beautiful,
0: wow. I love that. And so what the, to people who don't know what the vision circles is, is everybody in like a group of five or six and everybody shares what they want to visualize, what they want in their life. And then everybody closes their eyes and everybody visualizes it for them. So it shows you that the answers are through others as well. The answers are flowing through everyone. We're all connected. And just be able to tell people your dream and your vision. And that's the thing I encourage anyone who's listening to find people that they can share their vision with of someone who believes in them, someone who who thinks like them as far as believes in the power of the universe and can reflect that back to them because they may have that answer too, right? Absolutely.
1: And we're all, you know, I always believe that we are all energetically connected. We are all connected with each other. We all have that power to help one another. And we forget that in this world, in a busy world, we forget that. So what you have, that beautiful community, it's powerful. And I hope you continue doing that because I've been telling everybody about it too. Thank you. It
0: is. I'm very proud of my group because I have a place where I bring people together who have this uh, people around them who believe in them and have that positive energy and law of attraction. And it's just divine. But I'm just, I'm so glad you had such a positive experience with that vision circle. You're not the only one, by the way, (laughs) I've had so many people tell me miraculous things have happened with those vision circles. But I'm just I really, I'm really grateful that you came on my show. and, And the fact that you're doing so many wonderful things for this world, And giving back to your country and your culture and helping people like me and people listening on the need that is in your country. And um, so I what I, I love to do is for you to share information if anyone wants to either donate to your organization or to find out more about your coaching, how do they get in touch with you? That's a great question. So, the best way to get uh, in touch with me is um, through my uh,
1: Facebook social media. It's called Brookshana Dream. Just send me a message there and I can send you directly to the right link, whether you need coaching or you need the Fermina Foundation, which is building the school. I'm still putting all the pieces together for the website for that. So, or if you just need more information about, speaking for the first time and you want to share your message and your story, I can help you get there as well. So Rukshana Trim at Ruk, um, at Facebook, that'll be great. And that'll be probably the easiest
0: way to do it. Awesome. Ruk- Rukshana, thank you so much for being on my show. I really, really appreciate it. Michelle, thank you so much for having me. And it's an honor to be
1: sharing that beautiful space that you have created with you. Thank you,
0: thank you. And anyone listening, thank you for listening. And I really appreciate your support. This podcast is taking a life of its own and I'm just so very proud of it because I love that I help other people shine their gifts with the world. And if anyone who's listening has a a story to share or a gift to share around law of attraction, I would love to hear from you. Just go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And I would love to hear from you. And thank you everybody for listening and happy manifesting.